From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Wednesday, the 5th of April 2023. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight story, we run through Trump's appearance in court. This isn't the only thing happening in the world, though, so we'll run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, I sit down with Rory and discuss the government's controversial plan to house asylum seekers on ships. But first, what happened when Donald Trump was in court? A few weeks ago, Donald Trump posted on Truth Social that he expected to be arrested on the following Tuesday. That Tuesday came and went, as did the next one. Later that week, it was announced that Trump had been indicted and would face criminal charges. Then, finally, yesterday, a Tuesday, ex-US President Donald Trump was placed under arrest and appeared in court, facing 34 felony counts of falsifying business records. It was certainly a historic moment, as Trump became the first US President, either former or sitting, to face criminal charges. So let's go through what happened in the last couple of days and what comes next. We have a full video on this case over on TLDR News Global. On Monday, Trump flew from his home in Florida to New York City and spent the night in Trump Tower. Then on Tuesday, with New York police on heightened security alert, he travelled to the courthouse in Lower Manhattan for a court arraignment where he was placed under arrest, though he was denied the honour or embarrassment of a mugshot. He pleaded not guilty to the 34 felony charges brought against him by the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Prosecutors accused Trump and his team of repeatedly and fraudulently falsifying records to conceal criminal conduct that hid damaging information from the public during the 2016 election. They say he operated a catch-and-kill scheme to bury potential damaging stories from emerging. This alleged scheme involved the infamous $130,000 hush money payments made to adult film star Stormy Daniels. A second instance, where $150,000 was paid to another woman who alleged she had a sexual relationship with Trump, and a $30,000 payment made to a former Trump Tower doorman who claimed he had a story about a secret child of Trump. While Trump's appearance in court was calm and procedural, he has railed against the charges outside of court. That evening, he returned to his Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida, where he delivered a speech to supporters and said the case was an insult to our country, politically motivated, and said the judge was a Trump-hating judge with a Trump-hating wife and a family whose daughter worked for Vice President Kamala Harris. This was despite the judge warning the former president against making public statements that could inspire civil unrest. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg defended his prosecution, saying, These are felony crimes in New York State, no matter who you are. We cannot and will not normalise serious criminal conduct. Protesters, counter-protesters and just about every news reporter in the country were gathered near the courthouse. At times, there were dueling chants of USA and lock him up. Anyone hoping for a swift result in this case will be disappointed. The next in-person court session is set for December the 4th, with the case potentially going to trial in January 2024. Okay, so that's our main story for today, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. Police in Israel have, this morning, clashed with Palestinian worshippers at the Al-Aqsa Mosque, which is located in occupied East Jerusalem. 
The police claimed that 350 people were arrested in a pre-dawn raid, claiming that these agitators, who were armed with fireworks, sticks and stones, shut themselves inside. This violence takes place in the overlap between Ramadan and the Jewish Passover holiday. According to the Palestinian Red Crescent, the Israeli police used stun grenades and rubber bullets to clear out those that made their way inside, which in turn injured 14 people. They also claim that Israeli forces prevented its medics from getting inside the mosque, although it should be noted that this has not been confirmed. In response to the Israeli raid, Palestinian militants in the Gaza Strip fired nine rockets at Israel, and the Israeli military responded with airstrikes. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has today met with the Polish President Duda in Warsaw. This marks only the second time that the embattled leader has gone to Poland since war broke out last year. In a statement released before the meeting, President Duda's office claimed that the pair would discuss security issues, economic cooperation and historic matters. Since the war broke out, Poland has been one of Ukraine's staunchest allies, with Duda actually visiting Ukraine four times in total and having sent a whole load of military equipment over. It's expected that the two men will hold a joint press conference tonight at 6pm Central European time. The husband of Scotland's former First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, has been arrested by police in connection with their probe into the ruling Scottish National Party's finances and funding. Peter Morell, 58, served as the party's chief executive for a considerable amount of time, from 1999 until just last month. Morell was taken into police custody on Wednesday morning, while officers also carried out searches at a number of addresses, including the SNP's head office. Sturgeon, who has been married to Peter Morell since 2010, resigned as Scotland's First Minister and leader of the SNP last month after eight years, saying that she knew in her head and heart that it was time to go. At the time of her resignation, a BBC journalist asked if she expected to be interviewed by police in relation to the probe. She declined to answer, saying she was not going to discuss an ongoing police investigation. The arrest of Morel throws the SNP into even more turmoil as the party tries to press forward after a divisive leadership election. Finally today, we look to Malaysia, where sweeping legal reforms have scrapped the mandatory death penalty and natural life prison terms, a move welcomed by rights groups who say there is still a lot of progress to be made. The number of offences that are eligible to receive the death penalty has been cut, and the mandatory imposition of capital punishment or full-life sentences for certain crimes has been scrapped. Courts will be able to use alternative punishments to the death penalty, including whipping and 30-40 to year sentences. Over 1,300 people facing the death penalty or full-life terms will be eligible for sentence reviews. That's all we have time for on YouTube, but if you want to see our discussion of the government's controversial new asylum plan, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creator friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube.
That's things like real-life law's incredible modern conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings, and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up, and we'll see you on Nebula.